0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Let us kneel. O Mary, Most Holy Mother of God, and Queen of the Most Holy Rosary, from thine exalted throne of mercy, turn thy pitying gaze upon us, upon our families, upon our country, and upon the Universal Church and the Supreme Pontiff. Do Thou have compassion upon us by reason of the many perils to body and soul which surround us and the spiritual calamities which afflict us? Thou art our advocate and our hope. To Thee do we sigh and stretch forth our hands in supplication, crying out for mercy and help. Show Thyself a mother. Let compassion move Thee, good mother. Compassion for our souls, for our families, our relations and our friends, for our departed brethren, and above all for the church and her hierarchy. We ask this day with tears for mercy mercy upon us and our families, mercy upon our nation and all nations that have gone astray, mercy upon the entire world, and mercy upon the hierarchy of the church that all may return in penitence to thine immaculate and sorrowful heart. O Virgin Immaculate and Queen of the Rosary, grant unto all of us thy abiding love and in a special manner today thy maternal blessing. Thou didst once promise, Saint Dominic, that whosoever desired the grace of God should obtain it by means of thy rosary. Now I, with rosary in hand, call upon thee, my mother, to keep thy maternal promises. Thou art my hope, my consolation, my sweetness, my whole life. I call upon thee and invoke thee, my mother, dearest mother, mother fairest, mother gentlest. Help me. Stretch forth thy mighty hand to save me. Amen. Today is the 19th Sunday after Pentecost. Yesterday, October the 7th, was the Feast of Our Lady of the Rosary. As hopefully most of you know, this month of October is dedicated to the Rosary. It's also a month dedicated to the holy angels. The following is taken from a prayer to Mary, Queen of the Most Holy Rosary. O oh, blessed rosary of Mary, sweet chain that binds us to God, bond of love that makes us one with the angels, tower of salvation, Against the assaults of hell, safe harbor in universal shipwreck, we shall never forget thee. This prayer underlines for us the fact that the Holy Rosary is a tower of salvation against the assaults of the devil. There are many assaults by the devil on us today. Again, particularly on the church as a whole. One assault on the church by the devil is basically taking place in Rome right now with the synod that just began. The Holy Rosary, it's a tower of salvation against the assaults of the devil because... It is a tower of faith and a tower of truth. This is what I want to emphasize this morning, that the Holy Rosary is a tower of faith and a tower of truth. Also remember from the prayer that I just quoted to you, the very end of what I quoted is, we shall never forget thee. Another way of saying this, we will always remember to pray the Holy Rosary. We will pray the Rosary faithfully every day. But let us most definitely remember this, we will never abandon the prayer of the Holy Rosary. We shall never forget the prayer of the Holy Rosary. On to the Holy Rosary as a tower of faith and a tower of truth. Certainly God and the Blessed Virgin Mary know that in our times, and we're talking about the year of our Lord, 2023, they know that in our times we desperately were in greatest need of faith and adherence to the truth. This is one of the reasons why our Blessed Mother in different ways has emphasized the particular importance of the rosary in our times. It is a tower of faith. It is a tower of truth. Hopefully pretty much everybody here understands that there is a terrible crisis afflicting the church. Probably the vast majority of Catholics don't realize this, which in itself is a obvious sign of how bad the crisis is. I mean if in many ways there are more and more efforts by the evil one to sink the bark of Peter and in a way I mean the analogy is maybe not necessarily the best but if in a way there are a lot of holes in the ship and there's a lot of water coming in and if the people in the ship don't even realize that things are bad. But, it's very important to understand and to reflect on the fact that at the root of the terrible crisis afflicting the church today is a tremendous loss of faith. It is an incredible weakening and loss of faith that has taken place over the past 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years. And that continues to accelerate. It wouldn't be possible to see what's happening today in Rome with this synod. That would not be possible if there were faith in the church. If our bishops and those participating in the synod were men of faith, what's taking place wouldn't be taking place. Without question, at the root is a loss of faith. I just want to encourage you in particular to reflect, and more than anything else, I mean just to apply it to yourselves. I mean we could give example after example of how this loss of faith manifests itself throughout the Catholic Church. And I just want to point out to you in particular the example of the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass and the Sacrament of Matrimony. If you look in general at what's taking place with regard to the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass and with regard to the Sacrament of Matrimony, it's clear that there is a dreadful loss of faith. But, my main point in bringing this up this morning is so that you will examine your own faith and ask yourselves and definitely pray the Holy Rosary during the month of October for an increase in faith. Recognize how your lack of faith is manifesting itself in your approach, in your attitude towards the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass and the Sacrament of Matrimony. But, speaking in general right now with regard to the church as a whole, it's simply A devastating fact that there's so many, many Catholics in the church today that have basically set aside the holy sacrifice of the mass, have set aside the sacrament of matrimony, that are not going to mass on Sunday, that are not being faithful to the sacrifice of the mass, that are not being faithful to the sacrament of matrimony, that, for example, have just set it aside and are living together in sin without the sacrament of matrimony or living in, in, let's say, a civil marriage. So, I mean, those are obvious examples. But the examples go on and on and on on how the sacrament of matrimony is not being lived based on faith, on how the holy sacrifice of the Mass, again, a tremendous lack of faith, even the faithful that are going to Mass in so many of the ways that they behave. But one quick example with regard to the holy sacrifice of the Mass because I think this is something that's particularly relevant to the Catholics that are going to the new Mass, and they're not going to the traditional Latin Mass, is if we only believed, and again here is where the faith comes in, if we only truly believe that at the holy sacrifice of the Mass, we are in the presence of God. And we are all priest included, because this is the example. The example that I'm giving with the Mass is the fact that if you have the priest throughout the Mass basically facing the faithful and the faithful think that this is fine, this is a terrible, and it really is a terrible lack of faith. Because what's taking place in the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass is we are truly in the presence of God. And truly, priest leading the faithful is looking to God is offering the sacrifice of our Savior Jesus Christ to God and the holy sacrifice of the Mass is the great prayer of our Savior Jesus Christ, the great sacrifice of our our Savior Jesus Christ offered to the Father and He is the mediator, He is in between He is in between the Church and God. Not God, the altar being in the middle, you know, the priest on the other side and facing the faithful. If you have that set up, it really is. Now, I'm not saying that necessarily all the faithful there, let's say maybe consciously realize it, but it is a terrible lack of faith in what is taking place truly in the holy sacrifice of the mass. At Mass we should be there with, obviously, great reverence, great love. It's also the reason why the silence is so important in the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass. Because again, we truly are in the presence of God. And ultimately, ultimately, when we're in the presence of God, our primary response is one of just awe and wonder and certainly imploring His mercy and forgiveness but it's one that is largely silent and contemplative because words cannot express an appropriate response to God. But also in our marriages I think it's so sad because there is a dreadful lack of faith. So many of us are at the point where we think that our marriage is just, well, it just has to do with me and my wife or me and my husband. We just see everything in terms of, let's say, our problems or specifically I'm saying also in terms of problems in marriages, we see the defects of our husband, we see the defects of our wives. It takes faith and sometimes it takes great faith to value the sacrament of holy matrimony It's one of the greatest treasures that God has given to us. Truly, our Savior Jesus Christ also died on the cross and shed His precious blood to give us the sacrament of matrimony so that husband and wife can strive to be a true image and reflection of His love for the church and of His union for the church. Husbands and wives... It's so important that you believe this. Again, faith. That you truly believe, Jesus Christ Himself, the Son of God, has called me to marriage, He's given me my husband, He's given me my wife, so that I may truly love after the example of our Lord, after the example of the church. And so that I may truly sacrifice in my marriage, it's not just about me and my wants and what's comfortable for me, but so that I can truly sacrifice and die to myself for the good of my wife, for the good of my husband, for the good of my children. This faith is, is so important. And again, there, I mean, there's so many obvious signs of how so many of our Catholic faithful and again, we're talking about the ones that are married through the church. And we're talking about the ones that are at least making some efforts to try to live their marriage well. About so often among so many, many of them, there's that lack of supernatural faith of what's really taking place in their marriage. We most desperately need faith. We most desperately need also a greater adherence to the truth. What I'm doing right now is I'm just pointing out you know, these simple examples to you. If you recall over the past few weeks I've also mentioned to you how one of the basic sentiments of the Blessed Virgin Mary that she has in her heart. This is relevant as I explained to devotion to the heart of Mary. One of the basic sentiments of the Blessed Virgin Mary is a profound esteem, reverence and love For the holy things of God and the holy things of the church. What are among the holiest things of God and the holiest things of the church? We just mentioned them. The holy sacrifice of the mass, holy matrimony. If we pray the rosary faithfully, the rosary is also going to help to make our heart like the heart of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And it's going to help us to have A profound esteem, reverence, and love for all the things of God, but also, because we mentioned them specifically this morning, but also for the holy sacrifice of the mass, for the sacrament of marriage, of matrimony. As I think I've mentioned to you at least in passing over the past couple of weeks, what's taking place in the church today again, and I make reference to the synod that is taking place in Rome, this gathering of the world's bishops. What's taking place in the church today, this is the complete opposite, listen carefully, it's the complete opposite of a profound esteem, reverence, and love for the holy things of God and for the holy things of the church. This is why it's also obvious that this is not the work of the Holy Ghost. This is the work of the devil. This kind of obsessive effort and this kind of obsession to change the things of the church and to update, update the things of the church. How can you reconcile that? And I say, one must be honest with oneself. How can one reconcile that with a profound, think about this, with a profound esteem, reverence, and love for the things that God has given us. Again, especially the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass, the Sacrament of Matrimony. If one is recognizing how precious a treasure this is, for example, the Sacrament of Marriage, why would one, why would it even enter the mind and the heart of one to seek to change and especially to seek radical changes to it. It's completely contrary to that and it's completely contrary to the faith because the sacrament of marriage is of faith, it's a truth of our faith, it's completely contrary to the truth. I'm going to read to you a couple of passages, listen to them carefully. For Pope Leo XIII, these are taken from two of his encyclical letters on the rosary. One is from 1892 and the other one is from 1891. He's writing about the rosary and basically he's emphasizing how the rosary, he doesn't use these words, but he's basically emphasizing how the rosary is a tower of faith and a tower of truth. How the rosary strengthens our faith how it helps us to adhere to the truth revealed by God. This is what Pope Leo Thirteenth writes. I'm quoting him. God gave us a most precious blessing when he gave us faith. But the Christian is kept so busy by the various affairs of life and wander so easily into matters of little importance that unless he be helped with frequent reminders, the truths which are of first importance and necessity are little by little forgotten and then faith begins to grow weak and may even perish. The rosary offers an easy way to present the chief mysteries of the Christian religion and to impress them upon the mind. For it is mainly by faith that a man sets out on the straight and sure path to God and learns to revere in mind and heart His Supreme Majesty, His sovereignty over the whole of creation, His ineffable power, wisdom and providence. The Rosary recalls to our minds the great mysteries of Jesus and Mary united in joys, sorrows, and triumphs. The contemplation of these august mysteries, contemplated in their order, affords the faithful souls a wonderful confirmation of faith, protection against the disease of error, and increase of the strength of the soul. Again, Pope Leo XIII. I want to just highlight two things from this brief teaching by Pope Leo XIII for you this morning the first one is notice very carefully what he says it's extremely important to take this seriously he's saying that because we are weak because we are so consumed by the things of the world and because our mind wanders so easily he says that unless we are frequently reminded and again this is where the rosary comes in the daily rosary He says, unless we're frequently reminded of the great truths of our faith, the great mysteries of our religion. He says, we're going to forget about them. We're not going to give them importance. Our faith may even be lost. He says, our faith may even perish. And I say, we must take this extremely seriously. Because it's so that we examine our life. Then we look, what do I do on Sunday? What do I do on Monday? What do I do on Tuesday? What do I do on Wednesday? If I'm spending hour after hour after hour in what the Pope calls matters really of little importance, matters that really don't have to do with the salvation of our soul. And basically that is pretty much all the stuff that's going on out in the world. If I'm spending all my time in front of the television, in front of computers and and with phones, And I'm not spending time considering the great mysteries of our religion, the great mysteries of our faith. And again, there, presented to us in the rosary, it is a certainty, it is a certainty that our faith is going to be diminished. It's very possible also that it'll even get to the point where our faith is going to be lost. The rosary, on the contrary, has the grace to strengthen our faith, to confirm our faith, to protect us against the disease of error. Because when we're praying the rosary, we're presented with the great truths of our religion. And so, this is especially what I encourage you to do. Try to do this more consciously during this month of October when you pray the rosary. Obviously, pray the rosary. When you pray the rosary, as you pray the different mysteries... Kind of make a conscious note to yourself. and Make an explicit act of faith. This mystery that I am considering, this is the truth. For example, the first joyful mystery, the Annunciation. So begin to pray the mystery of the Annunciation to kind of remind yourself, this is a profound truth. This is a great truth of my religion herein lie truths about who God is and how we as faithful Catholics are to respond to God. Because throughout, in all the mysteries of the rosary, the example of Jesus and Mary is the example for the true Christian, for the true Catholic. Of how we are to respond to God, to God's grace, to the truth that God reveals to us. But take a few moments as you pray the different mysteries of the rosary to admire the truth In this mystery. And to also obviously give thanks to God. For these mysteries. Because the more you do this. And the more you are. Let's say making yourself more consciously aware. These mysteries are the truth. This is also going to help you to grow in your faith. It's going to help you also to adhere to the truth. It's going to also help you to recognize more easily all the different truths of our holy religion and to also appreciate them more and more and to also give thanks to God for them more and more. Not to be seeking to change them. Absolutely makes no sense. Just imagine. And again, it's not that much of a stretch. But imagine if if we were to do this. I'm praying the different mysteries of the rosary. Whether it's the Annunciation, the first joyful mystery. Or the fifth sorrowful mystery, the crucifixion. Or the first glorious mystery, the resurrection. And instead of, as I'm praying, instead of living and feeling, expressing a profound esteem, reverence, and love for these mysteries of God. If I were thinking, okay, well, this isn't right. This needs to be changed. What can we do to make this more relevant? It's absurd. It's absurd and obviously it's completely without faith. But I say, it would be absurd for the man or the woman of faith to be thinking about how am I going to change the mystery of the Annunciation? How am I going to change The mystery of the presentation of the child Jesus in the temple and the purification of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And I say it's not that far of a stretch because that's what's taking place in the church today. How are we going to change and update sacrament of matrimony, the sacrament of holy orders, the Holy Eucharist, again, the synod that's taking place in Rome today, right now. I'll give you just one final example. Again, of how as faithful Catholics what we must do is we must grow in faith. That's also why I tell you, examine your conscience with regard to the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass, with regard to the Sacrament of Matrimony. We must grow in faith. We must grow in God's grace to be able to adhere to the truth no matter what. And that no matter what is specifically more and more of members of the hierarchy in the church deviating from our Catholic religion and from the truths that God has revealed to us. Just this past week I got an email from one of the faithful. and He had a number of questions for me, but one of his questions was, and again notice, he's asking this question because he's paying attention to things that are going on in the church, you know, specifically the synod. So, he basically is asking me, Father, and and I think it's also relevant to some of his relatives that, you know, that are divorced and remarried. But basically his question was, well, Father, what's going to happen if the church changes its teaching on divorce and remarriage? Look, I give you this example because this is crazy and this is ridiculous. It can't change. It's impossible. Again... Somebody says, how are we going to change the mystery of the Annunciation? How are we going to change the mystery of our Lord's crucifixion? Well, maybe, you know, Jesus didn't really die. The truths of our faith do not change. It doesn't matter. And again, listen very carefully. It doesn't matter if the Pope and all of the bishops, 100% of the bishops in the world today. If all of them were to come out tomorrow and say, okay, now we're going to allow for divorce in the church and remarriage. The faithful Catholic has to oppose that 100%. 100%. Because the truths of our faith do not change. And because we, hopefully, are growing in a profound esteem, reverence, and love for the holy things of God and the holy things of the Church. And we're also growing stronger in our adherence to the faith. No matter what the assaults of hell and of the devil may be. Obviously, we're seeing what's taking place today. All the more reason why we have to turn to the faithful prayer of the rosary. Tower of faith. Tower of truth. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.